Hello and welcome to Cocktails, Mocktails, and Crime. We're your hosts, Jill, Dave, Dawn, and Steve. And Grace is on vacation this week, so she's not going to be around. So we're going to do this without her, but we miss her and we hope she's having a great time. Today's, I guess I'll do the drink. Or Craig, do you want to do the drink of the week? Um, sure. It's a pina colada. Sans rum, so we're all going mocktail this week, except for Don, who in standard Don fashion is imbibing the best bottle of Merlot that we could possibly find at the grocery store for under three dollars. <laughs> <laughs> and it's delicious. <laughs> <laughs> Only the cheapest stuff for you, Don. That's the good what stuff. What is that? It said on the label, swill. <laughs> Something yeah. like that. Does that, that. mean like swell? Or <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. Anyway, pina colada, it's yummy. I might drink a couple less beers a week and a few more pina coladas. There you go. That's good for your diabetes. <laughs> but I don't have diabetes. I was yes. going to say. Yet. Yeah. So, but we decided to do pina colada because this week we're talking about Cape Cod, a crime that happened up on Cape Cod on the beach, and this is a great beachy drink. But with that, Steve, do you want to kick us off? Sure. So I'm going to take everyone back to the 70s at, at Cape Cod, specifically Provincetown in that area. And for those who don't know, Provincetown is basically at the very tip of Cape Cod. And when you're looking at Massachusetts, it's that little arm thingy that comes out of the state. So it's at the very tip and specific area we're referring to is sort of Race Point Beach area. And there's a whole dunes area around there. And around that time, Provincetown was big on art. And just picture lots of people wearing bell-bottoms, jeans, bandanas, t-shirts. That was sort of the style back then. And a lot of, like... So this is, like, pre-disco? They weren't, like... <laughs> Y-M-C-A. Yeah. And we're, we're coming out of uh, the 60s, which was all about free love and all that crap. So... Um, <laughs> all, that <laughs> all that what? <laughs> All that crap. So, so you'd rather pay for it. <laughs> Shouldn't be free. Apparently. <laughs> he had to. <laughs> All right. So, so around that time, the Cape Cod area, specifically Turo, was experiencing some odd, odd murders going on, and there was a serial killer by the name of Tony Costa, and his his nickname was Tony Chop Chop Costa, and. <laughs> He, he was responsible for many murders, and not just murdering people, but actually mutilating them, decapitating them, that kind of thing. Gross. Yeah. I didn't even know that, though. I didn't know there was a serial killer yeah, you, at the you Cape. He worked in the drugstore down there. Oh, yeah. Remember that little drugstore? Yeah. 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 You'd be surprised at how many serial killers there actually are that you haven't really heard of, and a lot of them have actually killed more people than the ones they cover a lot. Yeah, um, most of them prefer not to... You know, let you know they're around. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, but even the ones that have been caught, like just Googling like serial killers from Massachusetts, there's a lot of them. Yikes. There yeah. are strange people here. Yeah, so. Yeah, and uh, he was he was the type of guy who... Or though. Well, yeah. But, if well, you needed the ride on like that. <laughs> Steve, <laughs> if it helps, the pork chop is mightier than the karate chop. <laughs> Did he use a karate chop? I knew that would help. <laughs> Go ahead, continue. No, but like uh, he, people saw him and thought of him as this guy who'd want to be portrayed as not wanting to hurt a fly, mm -hmm. which is sort of ironic. And um, so 
That was going on, and that was sort of early 70s, but late 60s. And I think they caught him around 69 or 70 around that, that time. But, you know, it was, there was a lot, of, a lot of serial killers, I think, around that area in the country. And around that time, Provincetown, there was a lot of, you know, free love movements, art. Now, was it a gay community at yeah. this point? Yeah. So, yeah, because it definitely is now. Yeah. So. yeah. Yeah, it didn't start, that didn't start until the later 70s. There were a lot of writers down there, like Norman Mailer. Mm -hmm. I used to go down every year. I'm old enough. Yeah. Portuguese fishermen? Yeah. A lot. And, so, uh, so, so this brings us to Race Point Beach, and specifically 1974, mid-July, and Brings us to sort of Leslie Metcalf, who is down there vacationing with her family. And at this time, she was a teenager, 13 years old, around there. And think about what you guys are doing at 13 years old. In, in the summer, out of school. Like, what, what were you guys doing? Well, we don't want to talk about our own crimes. Wow. <laughs> uh, we were at church. <laughs> yes. I was chaste, <laughs> studying chastity and things like that. All right, well, this this little girl was walking her dog on the beach. And as dogs do, they, they run around and they go sniffing stuff. So the dog started barking and got away from her. So Leslie just ran after her, and all of a sudden she started smelling this awful smell. And she went over to this really sandy area with a lot of brush, and the dog kept barking. And when she looked over what she thought was a, a deer mm -hmm. or something so all of a sudden she realized what she was looking at and what she was looking at was what stumped police and the whole community for 45 plus years and this was a female who, who was just lying there on a beach towel so she got really scared ran off and found the nearest adult and then authorities came and sort of took it from there. So when you say she was just like lying on a beach towel, would this have been like an area where she would have been like sun tanning or was this like, no, like they no. threw the beach towel she and then threw She was lying them. nude on yeah. her stomach. Well, this was Sorry. the yeah. 70s. So, yeah, so yeah. She, she was lying there naked, face down on half of a beach towel and what looked like she was sunbathing from initial thoughts. So, you know, what we're going to get into later is sort of why why is this case fascinating this this woman just laying there obviously died and she was there for what what they suspect 10 to 3 10 days to 3 weeks Oof. yeah yeah that's why the smell would have been so bad yeah yeah there was he heavy heavy de decomposition how you decomposition. say decomposition so those tons of maggots on her and everything oh. so yeah it was pretty gross mm. i'm surprised that it like like, the smell must have been so bad. I'm surprised it took a while because Race Point's a great beach, right? It has great waves and stuff like that. Well, this but was near the rescue, the old harbor rescue station. Yeah, it was a mile, mile east from that. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, it would have been not, a little bit out of the way, that's for sure. But, I mean, the Race Point's usually Must be because the little girl didn't want the dog to mess on the... So she was, like, somewhere tucked away. You know why we would go to Race Point? Because the waves were much better there. Yeah, right? that's what I was saying. Yeah, yeah you could, like, yeah. surf and do all kinds of stuff oh, on Race great. Point. I, I love Race Point. In mm. July on Race Point, like, it's packed, right? It's hard mm. to even drive there. Yeah, and there's, given the dunes, there's a lot of, like, people with specific vehicles that drive over there, like dune buggies, that kind of thing. So that was big um, back then as well. So we're going to get into sort of the 
what what the police found and describe what was going on with her on the on the towel. So as I was mentioning, she was laying face down, half on a beach blanket, which made it seem like she was with someone. Her head was laying face down on a neatly tucked pair of jeans, meaning when you're on the beach, you often put your your pair of jeans or whatever, your shirt under your under your head like a pillow. Mm-hmm. Yep. And they found a, a blue, a blue uh, bandana. They saw that her toenails were painted pink. So this is sort of describing her, but but how they specifically how they found her was both hands were cut off, plus one forearm was chopped off. Her head was sunken in, or like they like really like caved in. Yeah, caved yeah. in, and they theorized that that's basically how she died from blunt force trauma. But they suspect it was some sort of entrenchment tool. Those those like shovels for digging, but yet mm-hmm. you can also use it as like a <clears throat> they give out the military, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Something you can dig a trench with as well as like a shovel. So it was a real compact tool that you could bring camping and so forth. So they suspected that because that was big at the time and it had sharp edges that it could... What, what, what they thought was her head was severed a little bit and it was nearly decapitated. So it was almost like someone was trying to do that. Decapitator, you mean? They yeah. were trying to... De- oh. Gross. Steve, any sign of struggle or, or fighting back? No. Nope. No, nope. nope, they didn't see any sign of struggle. Everything was neatly meant. It was only, almost like the, it was meant to be portrayed like she was just laying there and sleeping. The sand around her wasn't disturbed. They did find a, a few footprints around the area and some tire tracks. But um, not too far. If it's 10 to... Th- they think she was there for like 10 to 13 yeah. days and those footprints well, could have ten, been... 10, 10 days to 3 weeks. Oh, sorry. 10 days to 3 weeks. Yeah. But those footprints could be almost anybody's, yes. right? Yeah. yeah. They specifically measured it to be like size 10. But yeah, they 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 didn't think that that was sort of the killer or any, they could have been anybody. Yeah. Funny, you mentioned that tire tracks. That was a... If I remember right, Steve, a sand vehicle. Sure, yeah, because they take different kinds of vehicles into the dunes. Like, we couldn't take, like, my Lexus out there. I don't think a regular car could transverse the... I don't think so either. it would have to be... uh, Yeah, you you have to have specific vehicles to get through that area. Yeah. Yeah. So describe it a little bit more. As I mentioned, her toenails were painted pink. They saw her as like a five, five six, one forty five pounds, athletic build kind of woman. Specifically, what's interesting is they mentioned the dental work. She had some very expensive dental work done. Some gold crowns. They theorized it was worth like five to ten thousand dollars. Wow. Yeah. And for those days, that's a lot of money. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so, what did they think her age? Did they have a guess at her age? Yep. So they, but it's a pretty big range because they really couldn't figure out her age based on the way the decomposition was happening and the way her her head was caved in. But they think 25 to 45 years old, but they they think she could be as early as 20. Wow. Hmm. I'd be young to have gold. Yeah, to have gold teeth, yeah. Yeah. And uh, we'll get into what, what they sort of investigated at that time, what they looked at, which is pretty interesting. But one, one other thing they found was obviously when you have a, lay, when you have a naked woman lying down, dead. Mm, go in more detail there, please. There's, <laughs> there's naturally sexual, and you would think about it'd be normal penetration, you know, by, you know. Okay. <laughs> uh, by, by like, uh, just a penis, but... <laughs> oh, wait a minute. For, for some reason... <laughs> 
<laughs> For some reason, someone decided to penetrate her with a block of wood. Oh, so. gross. With what? Ooh. A block, a block of, wood. of wood. Like Woody Woodpecker or something. No. Uh -oh. <laughs> what? Whoa. I didn't bring it up. I know. So it's sort of disgusting. I mean, that is, yeah. That is really, uh, and that's okay. really vicious. And it they is, didn't see yeah. any defensive wounds. So was it? No, no. And it, it was not when she was alive. Uh, oh, was oh that that's sense. even grosser. Yeah. But. Yes. And what's interesting about that is the the chopping the oh actually her teeth some of her teeth were pulled out too. Ooh. Yeah, they tried to. Yeah. Them. So the teeth being pulled out, the hands being chopped off, and. Wood being stuck up her is sort of similar to what I found was there was a serial killings out in California at the time. I think it was called the Scorecard Killers, but they targeted men, and it was a very similar style. Interesting. Yeah. You can't stick a piece of wood up a man. I mean. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. with enough Vaseline. Uh, Th think about a pool stick. <laughs> Do I have to? <laughs> yeah. So was it that? <laughs> I guess I don't want to Craig's know Craig's going to be much. doing some editing. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Nope. Let it ride. Well, so was it like a pool stick? Because when you said block of wood, no, I was envisioning this like two by four kind of thing. No, just a standard block of wood. Just a standard block yeah. of wood. Standard block of wood. <laughs> Gross. Any splinters? It, it is interesting because when I heard that, I was like, block of wood? Why Why specifically a block of wood? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah the, why well, not just stick? If yeah. it's done... Deliberately post mortem too would suggest something with the whoever did this is a probably a serial killer of some yeah. form. That type of twisted behavior. How about a lesbian? Well, they're they're not violent. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> Steve, you can't say that. <laughs> no, you can't. Like Eileen, whatever her name was. Eileen, yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah. yeah. no, they they could be pretty. You not know what else they're known for? <laughs> <laughs> well, I have one more question. Did she have like a lot of like sand in her or on like did they think she was killed somewhere else and this was done to her somewhere mm. else and then she was dropped or That's one that's one of the theories is everything was too neat. They almost felt like uh, she was brought there. But Would explain why she wasn't seen for several weeks. Yeah. Because she might have been delivered there just a couple days ago even though she'd been Actually, dead for yeah, several weeks. Actually, yeah, that's a good point, Dave. Yeah. So, yeah. So they, they would have to be have to have done it pretty quickly, and it has to be more than one person. I don't I don't see one person doing this. Really? Why not? Carrying her and putting it into her truck and all that stuff. Have to be a guy, that's for sure. Maybe that's two. what they theorized too. Yeah. One hundred and forty-five pounds. Yeah, I could lift somebody that weighs one hundred. Once rigor mortis is set in, yeah, and they're dead weight. Who uh, kills somebody tough. and then neatly folds their jeans and bandana and puts them under her head? One of the things that people do like this person obviously probably knows something about crime scene and forensics if he's yeah. removing the teeth yeah because that's another way they used to identify people so one of the things that you know like what's his name the ice man like he would take requests from people and like like he'd leave like a person decapitated sitting on a park bench. Yeah, he was really twisted. But maybe like that sexual assault with a block, that's pretty fucked up, right? Yes. So it maybe is. it's like one of those like super fucked up guys who are like, I'm gonna take care of you, baby, and then ram you with this block of wood. Couldn't get it up themselves or something like that. Yeah, and they, they thought maybe someone she knew. Do you know uh, who did that? I'm sorry. No. Steve, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Albert DeSalvo used to stick wooden things up the ladies. Uh, 
Right. That's, that's, that's a lot of focus on this area. Yeah. <laughs> no, you um, did. <laughs> well, you brought it up, Steve. <laughs> yeah, Steve, I thought I'd love having yeah. you for you should do all of our things. <laughs> you use the word penetrate, penis, mm-hmm. and woodblock, so. Do we have to change our rating? I know. No, we've already got the rating. Oh, <laughs> for you to say whatever you want, Don. That's, that's what Except I Except for the things that apparently I'm not allowed to say during this. <laughs> yeah. So we're rated as not G. Correct. We're rated as E. We are. Explicit. Well, yeah. we were. Let's put it that way. We're not explicit. The no. fuck are the people no. talking about? <laughs> like, Craig picked it. I I don't think we're explicit. <laughs> Uh, I think we should put it up to vote in Fall River. <laughs> yeah. <right. laughs> well, we wouldn't be explicit there. Yeah. So, as I, as I was saying, their their theory is maybe she she knew the killer. If they're going with the theory that she was there with somebody sleeping, and then this somebody did all this. Because she was half on a towel, which made it like she was sharing it, and she neatly tucked in jeans, and nothing was disturbed, so... Maybe someone knew her and wanted everything to be okay. They also, there was a mention of someone putting a bunch of pine needles where her hands used to be. Ew. Yeah. Yeah, so this is a little too demented for, this was probably a serial killer and a very good chance she did not know this person. And he was trying to throw it off and it worked, obviously, because the police thought that she must have been killed here. But it is hard to imagine that the body was laying there for several weeks. Like, I I mean, yeah. I, obviously I wasn't born until 78. But people do from, like, Turo. Like, when we used to stay in those cabins, we used to walk to, on the beach to get to P-Town. And people do that a lot. So I can't imagine it was there three weeks and nobody happened to know Well, on the there, race... Oh, I'm sorry. See. Yep, and there was another lady who claimed she found the body... Prior to this Leslie person, but just decided not to <laughs> tell anyone. <laughs> be interested. Was you she know? a police officer in Vermont no, by any she chance? Is, <laughs> she she is now a mystery novelist. She goes by Sandra Lee, but no no one really believes her. She and I'll get into her story a little later. But she claimed that nine years old that she found her, but was too scared just to tell anyone. I read her book. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't that great, yeah. Steve. The I think. We were looking at, you and I were looking at one page. Mm-hmm. I thought that was the only page worthwhile in the whole book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, the rest of it just didn't make any sense. Just, mm-hmm. Anyway. So that's what the police found, and we're going to get into sort of what what they started investigating and looking at. So they see this decapitated woman and can't sort of understand what's going on with the chopped hands and everything. So they went to immediately go to find who she who this person was. So... There's no identification around her, so they tried pouring through thousands of missing person cases. They also were interested in how, in case she was put there, like how that body got there, because you need specific vehicles to travel through there. So they went and looked at any any legally driven, they went to find any vehicles that were legally permitted to drive through there. Okay. And everywhere I read, they kept mentioning legally. And to me, it's like, if you're a killer, you wouldn't be doing this legally. So why only look at that? So that that was odd to me. Well, where do they keep their records on the illegally owned vehicles? Well, you got to use sources, right? So <laughs> it's just odd why why that was word was put there a lot. Well, you'd probably have to rent it, Steve. I was, if you, so if you go down to the Cape, 
and you had that kind of a vehicle, you probably rented it down there. Well, yeah, if you're so just visiting. So they were checking the rental yeah. records, because you never know, they might get lucky. Yeah, if but. you're just visiting, but I bet that there's some residents who mm-hmm. own them. True. Yeah. And uh, so nothing came up as far as leads. They, they put the story out in the newspapers. They put as much information as they could out there thinking someone would recognize her through the description or notice somebody they know is missing kind of thing. So they they put as much information out so they can get as much leads as they could, but they're working off nothing. So years go by and they've exhumed this this woman three times. First time was in 1980, I think to get like blood samples. So before that, she she was buried. (laughs) So she was found July 26, 1974 and after that, they were investigating different things, different possible leads, but they finally buried her in October of that year. And then she was exhumed in 1980 for uh, for blood samples, and then again, I think in 2000, and then another time in, I think, 2013, I think? For, like, DNA and yeah, stuff like that? Yeah, for DNA. To follow up on different leads, and I'll get into some of those leads, or one of them, who they suspected for a long time. Um, actually going to get into that now. So, <laughs> so since they found her, they really suspected a lady of the name uh, Rory Jean Kissinger. One of my heroes. Yeah, she was she was a kick-ass chick mm-hmm. who, who escaped from pr- prison at the time. So 1973, she was locked up in, in the Plymouth County Correctional Facility, or, or she escaped in 1973, but she was locked up there. And so she was a drug dealer uh, who robbed banks. And what's fascinating about her is the way she escaped from prison. Someone gave her a hacksaw, and she hacked through the bars. And then, if you can guess, she tied bed sheets together, threw it out the, the I guess you call it a window, mm-hmm. and then climbed down and, and then escaped through a car. Wow. So she, she was always run-ins with the law, and she had a lot of drug dealer connections and stuff. And one story that I thought was pretty funny is prior to her arrest and put in jail, she was running around the woods of Pembroke, Mass. And some cop, I think he was off-duty, found her and trying to figure out what's going on. And she was like, I just got raped. I just got raped. So then the cop... All right, so so the cop did the the smartest thing he ever thought. He brought her to the safety of his home, instead of bringing her to a hospital or bringing her to the police station. Well, she was naked. Still, so he brought her to to his home. Then what she did was she like turned out the lights, stole his gun, and then when the lights came on, she pulled pulled the gun on him and said, "Sorry, I'm gonna have to kill you now." Then then the cop managed to tackle her down and eventually like brought her to the hospital, which he should have done at the beginning. But kind of, yeah. I'd love to hear his <laughs> yeah. explanation for why he brought her to his. Ankle. I mean, this story is interesting because I don't think that's the way it all went down. But so at the hospital. This lady managed to grab another cop's gun. <laughs> oh my gosh. Pull, pulled it out on another cop and said, die, pig, die. Gosh. And then she was tackled again and then arrested. And that's that's when they found out who she was. She was wanted in several other states, Alaska, I think Illinois, and a couple other ones. So yeah, she was wanted for robbing banks and she's a known drug dealer. She, she's still at large. Really? Yep, apparently. Um, Never found her. Yep. 
So they, they thought that this woman they found in dunes was this person after they reconstructed her face. So they used like uh, sketch drawings or mm -hmm. not sketch, but... CT scan. Yep, later on, yep. yep. And they see, oh, this woman looks like her. And she she's escaped prison, never to be seen. So it was around 1973. So they sort of theorized it was her until, and I don't know the dates, but until they found Rory Kissinger's mom and grabbed some DNA from the mother. And then when they exhumed uh, this lady that's buried, they pulled some DNA and tried to match it up with the mom. And then that they came back as negative, so. I didn't know that, that's interesting. Yeah. yeah. So definitely not Rory Kissinger, which is a shame, but. Well, actually not a shame, it's a good thing she's still alive, but. <laughs> she might be coming after you now, so. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to meet her, she sounds very interesting. She's got dogs too, right? <laughs> but back to that story about her, but like, you know, I, I don't, I don't believe for a second that that cop had good intentions. No, so. no, 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 you wouldn't take a woman. Yeah, no. it doesn't make any you sense. Would take them but to she the was, and she was naked. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. So you find a naked girl and you take her to your house rather than. So I, I think he was going to, he was going to rape her and then she tried to get away. Oh. By the way, if you're ever interested in a life of crime, that's the place to go. You, two cops, guns she got. I mean, oh, I thought it was Fall River was the place to go if well, you're interested in a life of now crime. Now I'm beginning to wonder. <laughs> so let's let's keep that in mind in terms of the cop in that situation. Okay. So uh, then we get to another lead, which I kind of laugh at, but I know Don, you have a lot of information <clears throat> about. So. This, this brings up Whitey Bulger connection. So back when Whitey Bulger was captured, I think it was like 2015, 20, around mm -hmm. there. Yeah. So there's a lot of stories going on and it may, and, and a lot of stories of him connection with this lady in Dunes coming out, specifically with Sandra Lee, what I mentioned, the person I mentioned before. She, mm -hmm. she wrote that book, The Shanty, I think, that was based on this story and she claimed that she found the body prior to Leslie Metcalf, and she was nine years old, vacationing at the Cape. But her her family, she says, was running with Bulger people, and that she often saw Bulger in that area and the woman in that area. And just think about when you were nine years old. Do you remember specific people in certain areas? Yeah, she wouldn't have remembered the woman if she didn't know the woman's name. Right. That's not something like I, I just remember this random woman. Like, I mean, if her family. The thing is, everybody who's trying to make a buck says they ran with Whitey Bulger. Yeah. Or they knew yeah. people who ran with Whitey Bulger. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, there's an author that published a book saying she was having an affair with Lee Harvey Oswald. I, I mean, most of that stuff just to me seems probably too far fetched to be real. Yeah. Can I speak now? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Whitey Bulger is my number one suspect for this. One of the reasons, because Whitey was known for pulling out people's teeth and cutting off forearms and hands to hide identities. The other one is he had a lot of ties to Provincetown, and there was a drug connection with his, with his gang. And he was seen down there with a woman that looked like, they claim, looked like this woman. Of course, everybody looks like everybody, right? Mm -hmm. So while I'm not a hundred percent sure, I think of all the suspects that I read about, Steve, 
He's the one I would look at first. But of course, he's dead. So what are you going to do? It would explain like that nobody's ever come forward. So no family members ever come and said my. Because I mean, normally if you've been on, if you're missing it, excuse me, Provincetown, you were on vacation and people knew it. Mm-hmm. Right, so my sister never came back from vacation. There, right, there, there you was know. there was leads like that. So people would call in. Um, I think in the '87 or so, uh, a couple of, or a lady from Canada mentioned her sister was 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 missing and last seen going to Boston, and then they couldn't find that woman again to follow up. Yeah, let me so, give you another mo, a connection to Whitey. I don't know how many anybody here seen Black Mass. About the Whitey Bulger story. No, I'm not sure. Whitey Bulger once killed the stepdaughter of a member of his gang. Matter of fact, I think it was the second in command because they were worried about her talking, right? So Whitey was, he told this young lady, hey, we're going to take you to a safe house um, and you're going to love this place. And you stay here and we're going to get food to you and anything else that you may need. So they took her to this house, and they actually show this in the movie Black Mass with Johnny Depp. As soon as she got in the house, after setting her up with this expectation, he kills her. Now, where do I see a connection to M.O.? Beyond the cutting of the hands and the teeth, is this was Whitey's game. He would misdirect you before he killed you. He'd give you a sense of comfort and then he would do you in. So, and he had no compunction about killing women. Whitey didn't care if you were female, male, he'd kill you. If he had a reason to kill you, he'd kill you. And he, and he also didn't mind getting his hands dirty, if you will. So again, not 100% sure, Steve, I'm not. Yeah, the reason I'm skeptical is it only came up when he was captured and people came out of the woodwork. Mm-hmm. Uh, never once mentioned it during the 80s, 90s. You're sure about that? I'm not Every, sure myself. So. Everything I, I've researched because okay. I looked into it, but it just all of a sudden, 2010, 2015, in that range, it's just started coming up. Mm-hmm. But he did have the connection to that. That yes. bar's name was... Yeah, uh, I, yeah I forget I the name it. of it, but yeah. yeah. It's, it's, there was a, a well-known bar down there, still there, and he was seen down there at supposedly at the time during that, at the 70s and... There were a lot of riffraff would go down there in the 70s. No, I understand. Yeah. I, th- I just think, like, it's too convenient to have him be the one because it's like, all right, they need they need someone to be the the person, so they pick the well, most well-known person. Okay. That's my theory. But uh, Although the, the, mutil- the post-mortem mutilation is something that sometimes you will, or even pre-mortem, like Chucky Nicoletti, for example, they drowned him in an oil barrel. And in order to get him into the oil barrel, they had to cut off his legs. Now, they mm-hmm. didn't, I believe that was done pre-mortem. So they just sawed these off people, his legs. These people knew how to do these <clears throat> things. So they had that knowledge. Yeah, well, we know how to pull your teeth out. We know how to cut your... And they had a history of doing it. How many people would have that kind of history? Well, maybe some serial killers. Serial killers, yeah. yeah. I, I honestly don't know. And again, I don't... I, I understand what you're saying, Steve. It could very well be the notoriety. Everybody's always talking about Whitey all of a sudden. And it's very possible. But boy, if I were a cop, I'd be looking at that. The other thing is that vehicle. I could see Whitey having or getting access to the vehicle. Like that. Yeah, and not leaving a record. Yeah, so... I mean, 
I don't know. Anyway, that that would be my pick, but I'm not 100% sure. I mean, what's interesting about the area is there's also an airport right near there. Mm-hmm, there um, is. And so it's, fe- it's feasible that someone went there, dumped it, and left pretty quickly. So. Yep. So, like, there's also... Did they check flight plans to see... Well, I guess it's too wide of a... Too wide of a range. Like, if they knew the dates, then they could really check flight plans. Because you do have to submit a flight plan, even a small plane. Right. You're supposed to claim the dead bodies you're transporting, but maybe they forgot. Yeah. Or maybe it just didn't add up to when they thought she died. Yeah. So... But what's funny about this case is... The more you research it, the more the information stays the same. Yes. There's nothing new. There's nothing different than someone who writes something a year ago versus an article 20 years ago. No pictures. is like one actual picture of, of her in the dunes. And it's like the police never took more than one picture. Or it must be too gruesome, but do you have something to say, Don? I'm not sure you're probably going to cover that serial killer that's in jail now in Maryland. I don't have it written down, but I'll, I'll go over it a little bit. Yeah, because that guy drew two pictures and got them out of prison of a woman laying on her stomach without hands. Yep. And uh, the other picture, what the heck was the other picture, Steve? I can't remember what it was, but it, it is on the internet, his pictures, and, and he said he did it, but that doesn't mean anything, because he's nuts. He's right, not, he's schizophrenic, yeah. yeah he's crazy. Yeah, so, and he often... What was his... Did you have his name? I, I forget it. his first name, but ha- Haddon. Yes. And uh, he, he, ha- he he was a serial killer, and he had a competition with his older brother, Bradford, I think. Yeah. Bradford Haddon was his older brother, and his older brother was a piece of work. He would invite like couples over to his house and uh, feed them dinner, chat it up, whatever, and then beat them senseless, kill them, chop them up, and then eat them. Mm. Ew. Yeah. So this one instance... That's he, not good for his diabetes. No. <laughs> so one of the times he did this, he then called the cops and turned himself in and said, oh, the bodies are in the trunk. So Maylocks. What's up? Bring mail auction. So his younger brother, and I forget his first name, but was was always sort of trying to do do one better. And what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> but this. but yeah. this this kid was a piece of work and his parents abused the hell out of him. So his mom would often dress him up in woman's clothes mm-hmm. because the mom really wanted a daughter and oh. not a son. So he really got fucked up by, from that. So later in life, he'd always dress up in women's clothes. He developed sch- schizophrenia. So he would often say that the woman part of him was the one who do doing all the murders. But this, this Hatting guy was always claiming that he had like 12 plus victims. And... He would bury a lot of their parts in at the Cape at his uncle or grandfather's uh, place. So this leads into what Don was saying that he he mentioned to to the police that he killed this lady that was in the dunes, and he described her and then indicated where her parts were buried, which was at this uncle or grandfather's place. So the police took him out and they investigated it. When they dug up everything, they they didn't found any body parts, but they found a lot of jewelry and 
a lot of uh, trinkets like that that belong to some victims. Oh boy. Was it Haddon Clark? Yes, okay. Haddon Clark. So Haddon was That's his it. first name. Yeah. Yep, yeah, Haddon um, was his first name. Yeah, thank you. So they they soon started ruling him out because all the information they were he was giving them came from articles you can read and all that stuff. So sure. he didn't give him anything substantial and, and in other cases he led them dry, so given his schizophrenia, they sort of ruled him out. Yeah, I read they under, he, or they had identified two female personalities. Steve mentioned the cross-dressing, he was mm-hmm. known for this. Matter of fact, when they took him out, see, what I read was when the cops took him out to look for whatever, he was wearing a woman's yeah, wig. So he has so multiple yeah. personality disorder, Sounds too. like it. I, so... Yeah. Or he's faking it. Either way, I I just don't know. Mm. But I found most interesting was the pictures he drew. Yeah, I, I didn't see those, but... Yeah. All right, so moving on to another quote-unquote lead. I guess I but, changed my mind. He was probably the... No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so another possible lead, but more speculation than anything, was Stephen King's son, Joe Hill. So back in 2015... What? Wow. Stephen King's son? Was no, 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 no. I don't no, mean it like that. No, he didn't like, do it. No, oh, I was going to say. I was like, what was he, three at the time? Yeah. <laughs> it was, it was, it was, he's a sick boy. <laughs> well, look at his father. And wicked strong for a three-year-old. <laughs> okay. oh. for, for those that know him, I am sorry. I didn't mean to imply that. Um, <laughs> So, uh, Joe Hill was watching the movie Jaws and uh, saw a scene, this was a 4th of July scene in Jaws, uh, where they're all on the beach, and it's like a three second scene, and it's through this wave of people, and there's this lady that when he saw her, immediately thought of the lady in the dunes, given, I think he was reading a book at that time, and the the story was prevalent, you know, the whole Whitey Bulger thing was coming out and all that so when he watched the movie he immediately thought of that and this lady and i looking for a picture right now but i guess i didn't save it she did, I, I saw the picture steve yeah she was wearing a white t-shirt yeah. blue jeans with a blue bandana yeah. so but a typical woman in the 70s is all right i look. changed my mind <laughs> so it was pure speculation and and the police looked at it and they followed up on it because they really wanted to solve this case. And by this time, I think we're like the third or fourth, what are they called? The police commissioner or the police oh, the yeah, guy? Oh, yeah, police guy. Yeah. Yeah. We're like three or four people in with that. So they followed up on it. They checked when the movie was filmed, where it was filmed, and any any sort of records of the extras on the movie. Because this lady was an extra. She wasn't like a yeah. main person. Yeah. And um, that all came up dry. So the movie Jaws was filmed between May and October 1974, and it was filmed on the Cape. I think specifically shots in Martha's Vineyard. So that's 100 miles or so south of Mm P-Town. And Um, not like 100 miles south, yeah, Yeah. on the mainland, right? You'd have to swim 100 miles or some shit like that, right? Well, you can go mainland and then go swim, yeah. Well, you you could take a ferry. Yeah, but I guess my point was... Martha's Vineyard's not connected to Pete, even though it's right. 100 miles south, right. you have to take a boat or yeah, swim sure. or a plane or something. Yes. Yeah. So so that sort of went dry, and, 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 and it's, it's good, because it was just 
pure speculation. I mean, if you if you've seen the photos of this woman, I only have one. I picked the nicest one. So. We should put it out online. Oh, but Steve's going to show so us. Look at her porn. Here. So this is what she looks like, and it's based on the composite. Based sketch. on a composite, and this is a digital rendering. Oh, so they did the redid this with like computers. Or Most something. recently, yeah. So That's she so had auburn brown, auburn reddish hair, and but the other sketches they did early on. It, it, you could make anyone don't want to look like her. True. And they true. they had so many different composites that each one is like a different person. Yeah. So. We had that trouble with Molly Bish. Is everybody look like that bitch? Right, exactly. I don't know why that is. But. Yeah. But I, I like this one because it it's like a real person. Where the other ones, it's like you could tell it's a mold, it's fake, and... You know, there's no connection there. Yeah, mm -hmm. well, back in the 70s, they probably just didn't have the technology well, yeah. that exists yeah. today. But, yeah. and I, I'm sorry if I missed this, but so you said that they, like, did some DNA testing, right? Yep. And did that turn up anything as to, like, nope. else that, you know? And what, what they're doing now with it is they have D DNA from the last exhumation, if mm -hmm. that's how you say it. Exhumation, uh, yeah. Okay. So, oh, that's me. I can't so what's interesting is they're now using ge genealogy. Yeah. So there's this huge database of everyone's DNA. Right. Not just missing people like 23andMe, right? Yeah. So you go put your DNA out there, it can be shared to this database and, and cross-referenced. So they're using that right now, and they're hoping something comes out of it where they know, you know where she came from. You could find the relative, yeah, yeah, mitochondrial DNA will show you that you're, what the likelihood is that you're related to another person, so yeah. Yeah, and they've solved, solved other cases this way, and I don't have it written down, but there was a case uh, a couple years ago that was solved. Famous via case, the, via I know what you're talking yeah. about, yeah. Um, yeah, the, matter of fact, this woman chased this guy for a long time, and that's how they got him mm -hmm. using this technique. But unfortunately, she passed away before. Yeah. So another lead that we get to. Remember when I brought up Tony Costa? Yes. And his little chop chop fetish there. Chop chop. Yep. So when they looked at him, turns out he died a few months before they found the lady. Oh. So it wasn't him. No. They quickly ruled him. Well, <laughs> that's well, good because it had dragged on. Yeah, I know. But but what's what's interesting about that is this this guy was known for mutilating people and and killing them, and he was it was pretty big in 1969-70. That 69, I think, was when he was caught, and he's been in jail since he died in 1974, which he died in May of 1974. My most plausible theory is just. Lady was sleeping, doing her sunbathing, whatever she was doing, but just just sleeping, and then some random guy passing by saw her and did all that. But you said though that like the scene was undisturbed, so if yeah. if she was like literally laying there sleeping and he did all that stuff to her, wouldn't the scene be like a mess? Would she hear that sand truck or whatever? That, I, yeah. I don't know. I don't know how close those tire tracks came. I mean, was like the towel covered in blood or... Because this uh, is vicious, right? So it should have been like... There was some blood at the scene around her neck. I don't remember about the hands. I really there was remember. a type of... There's a type of garrote, too, if people study uh, weapons that comes um, from India that doesn't really leave much of a mark. And you can pretty much put somebody out cold. Yeah, almost the Thugis in, of India yeah. used to use it. Yeah. So, yeah, That's I mean, where we got thugs. That word. Yeah, so if you have 
somebody that really knows weapons, you could be sunbathing on the beach and somebody could come and it's just like yeah. that they can yeah. put you out cold. You know, but um, if you were uh, the other thing is if you were sunbathing on the beach and fell asleep, w- wouldn't it be the daylight? Like, and so wouldn't somebody have seen? Do you think the other yeah. thing is uh, the assumption that the murder took place there? I think is a, is probably a bad assumption. It could very well have taken place somewhere else. That's kind of what she, I think. Or you'd think there'd be a lot more blood at the scene. Yeah, I think, and I may be. I am speculating. When I saw the picture of her laying on her stomach, I immediately thought this was a prelude to sex. So she'd been talking to sex or something. She got on her stomach, and he caved her skull in with that tool. Why I have no idea. But yeah, that that because it was a very well, it, I mean, you can't say for sure, but it was it looked like a very provocative pose that she had. And well, I mean, you've sexually assaulted her with a block, yeah, of, wood, block of wood. So yeah, so you um, need to get the pelvis up to do that. So Jesus. you know, <laughs> Steve, did I mention the um, one thing I, I don't want to lose here is the when I used to go down to Provincetown. Now we went to Provincetown every year. Yes, we did. From Nana took me down first. It's 1977 or 78 through 93 or 4. Right? Mm-hmm. And there was a store in, in P Town that sold military equipment. Right? Yep, I think it's still there today. Yeah, and I used to love to stop in there. I mean, that was a big, big thing for me. I love that store. And I looked up entrenching tools, if they sell them, and they do, and they probably did then. They had anything military, all the way back to Spanish. American War and what have you. So I, I'm just wondering if they ever went in that store and just said, hey, anybody buy one of these recently? Or if they put the two and two together. I was even thinking I'd send an email to the P-Town cops. And it, it, it was amazing how much non-information I found. Yeah. Like, it, like, anything prior to, like, 1984, no information at all. Part of the reason that they'll actually do that, too, is that when somebody confesses, because people c- confess to crimes that they didn't commit. All the time. And so one of the things they do is they try to limit information yeah. from going public so that they can ask you about a specific thing. Like, okay, what weapon did you actually use? Like, sometimes they actually know more about the weapon than they'll let on, and they can ask the killer anybody who's saying that they, I did this. Okay, what did you use? Or they won't give out articles of clothing that they found. They say, okay, well, what else was there at the scene? Yeah. Mm-hmm. True, that's true. So. But you know, Nana and I found that grave where they buried this woman. There's no name on it. It says something about the nature of her death. Yep. And that had to be pretty early. 78, 79, somewhere in there. Because it was before I was married, before I had kids. Yeah. Well, you were having your third kid in yeah. 78. Yeah, Dad. True. I don't want to mention this to you. <laughs> also, you know what? I got the wrong day. At 68, I'm trying. Well, she uh, wasn't uh, dead yet. She buried her before she no, died. No, she wasn't dead. She wasn't dead by 68. So I started going down there in 68. You're uh, right. You're right. Oh, yeah. This whole... Yeah. My son David here is reminding me that he was born in that year. I was born in 76. Yeah. And Chrissy was born in 74. Well, let's not confuse me. So if you went down there in after she died in 74 and they buried her you had children so but anyway so my more cons- cons- more to the point no no made me lose my train of thought oh jeez. 
I don't understand. So my my more conspiratorial. Good word. Liked it. I'm not gonna say it again. Ten um, out of ten. She ten killed out Kennedy. Of ten. Yeah. Right. <laughs> no. Oh. Remember, remember the cop and Rory. So my theory is it was Rory. And that wasn't her real mother. That was probably a stepmother or whatever, or she was adopted or whatever. Now, my theory is the cop, because if you think about it, <clears throat> the lady's hands were chopped off, no fingerprints. One of the forearms, just one, was cut off, meaning maybe there was a tattoo that could identify who that woman is, and, yeah. and the teeth eliminate dental records. So this cop probably went, found her after she escaped, because knew that she was probably coming after him because he attempted to rape her, and he put her in jail. So he went and found her, did this to her, and then did all that to not, to, because if they knew it was her, they probably would suspect him. You know what, Steve? That woman did have a tattoo. I'm going to research that after this. But, yeah, uh, that is an interesting point that they only cut yeah. off the one forearm. And you mess with drug dealers and things like that can happen to you. So you yeah. go to jail. If you if you owe drug dealers money, you might find yourself with a pole. And drug dealers <laughs> are often cops. Yep, that's true, too. So, and I mean, this, will... this is all... That is an excellent piece of good work. Good job, yeah. Steve. Thank you. you solved the you solved yeah. the mystery. Yeah. I thought of it. That's how I know it's a good piece of work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is interesting, though. Yeah. But I just have one more question. I'm sorry. So you said though that she still had gold in her teeth. Yeah. So, but they couldn't track that because that means they, you have to have. What I didn't mention is they they went to a bunch of dentists. They called a bunch of dentists um, <laughs> and uh, sent sent what they found around. I think uh, like thousands of them they reached out to, but no one claimed it. Like that you know that looks wow. like my work or we specialize in that or, or, or I remember someone resembling that. And nothing came up with that. Wow. So, yeah. That's yeah. interesting. Thousands of dentists. Yeah, I, I had very similar to what Steve said, read the same thing. But basically, he, whoever did this got the teeth, but left behind dental work and yeah. these yeah. caps and what have you. So I don't know if that makes it harder to identify. I it, don't know. It did no make idea. it harder, from what they were saying. Because uh, if all of her teeth were there, it'd be a lot easier to have dental records. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so it brings us, brings us, what's up with the lady now? So where's her headstone? And you alluded to that, Dawn. So she was buried in, in October of 1974, and she was buried at St. Peter's Cemetery in Provincetown with a marker that simply reads, uh, Unidentified Female Body Found uh, Race Point Dunes, July yeah. 26, 1974. And what's interesting is one of the... I keep getting it wrong, but one of the police chiefs or someone, whoever she is, is asking to try to dig her up again to... Wow. But this time, just to give her a better casket, because they buried her in a thin metal casket, and it's all rusted and deteriorating, so they don't want anything to affect the, the remains. Now, yes, Steve, but... I heard they added something to that wording on the gravestone now. Oh, they might have. It says, leave me the fuck alone. <laughs> <laughs> Stop digging me up, bitches. <laughs> what are you, pervert? <laughs> uh, Sorry. <clears throat> just so... thought I'd offer that. <laughs> helpful 
And what's interesting is there's also an ongoing Twitter account dedicated to this Lady of the Dunes and always posting different podcasts that come up that talk about her and any articles that come up. There's a recent one talking about there's a nearby house in the dunes that will be moving. And yes, I mean, they're going to actually move a house. So they're the theory of the post is like maybe they'll find something new with that. Maybe yeah. there's new evidence under it or whatever. But you never know. Um, yeah. Yeah. Stranger things I really have like your theory though. That's that if I had read something like that I would have went, ah yeah, be, just uh, it's better yeah. than Bulger. Yeah. It was a Bulger. Okay, so Speak, speaking of Bulger. Doesn't have to yes. be competition. When I was researching this, I came across a magazine called After Dark in the seventies. Mm-hmm. And man, there was a lot of bulges in that article. Let me tell you. Whoa! Bada That's disgusting. That's not disgusting. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with a bulge. Come on. Yeah, yeah. And getting to the whole 23andMe genealogy thing, the case that that actually solved was something called the Golden State Killer. Thank uh, you. Yeah. Oh, that's right. I couldn't think of it, Steve. Yep. Yeah. So, so now we'll circle back to the sort of original question I had when dealing with this story was why, why has this been so interesting all these years? It's been 45 plus years of a missing person and all these different theories came out and stuff. And there's also season 10 is coming out of American Horror Story mm-hmm. and people are thinking they're basing, basing it off this story and also along with Rory Kissinger but no real hard details or, or facts are coming out w- what the s- season is going to be about but they're theorizing it's around this uh, story because well, I think they're filming in, at the gate so there's that going on so maybe hopefully that brings about a lot of attention to this story if it is on this story and you know more information could possibly come out hopefully because i think the more information or the more notoriety something happened something has more people know about it because you know what if this lady wasn't from the united states maybe she was from a different country and people in that country don't know about provincetown don't know about yeah we tend to keep it a secret (laughs) (laughs) you know what i mean like they're not familiar with all the details you know well and back in the 70s it wasn't like you had the internet on your phone or anything like like that everyone's not always connected yeah but provincetown would be per dad's earlier point like there was a lot of portuguese fishermen there and it it is a vacation destination so you're right artists Portuguese fishermen, yeah. I'm trying to remember. Yeah, so, but maybe... It wasn't a big gay community. They were, it was just kind of starting, you know, but... It, yeah, uh, but maybe that's a good point, is it could have been... She could have been on vacation or... Yeah. So, so, yeah. Why, so why is it so interesting on the case? So my theory is, usually with missing people, there's people trying to find them. So if your daughter is missing, you as a mother, trying to find them. If your wife is missing, you as a husband, trying to find them. You know what I mean? There's someone trying to find you. But in this case, she's lost and no one's looking. Yeah. So that's sort of a different aspect to this and makes it a little interesting. that's what the draw is, Steve? Because everyone has a theory and, and, and people, sure did, yeah. people are saddened seeing that no one's looking for her. Yeah. So, and let's be honest, everyone likes a good Jaws reference. <laughs> Thank you for listening to us on this episode of Cocktails, Mocktails, and Crime. Be sure to subscribe in your favorite app so you don't miss an episode. You can also send us an email to cocktailsmocktailsandcrime at gmail.com. Or follow us on Facebook or Instagram at Cocktails, Mocktails, and Crime. Or Twitter at CMCrime1. See you all next week.